Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the After Later podcast. I'm your host, John Wessling, coming to you live on a Saturday from the After Later Pergola. <laughs> Out in the backyard, got my youngest, my son, playing in a dirt hole right in front of me. Daughter number three, BB, seven-year-old, walking around the yard, checking out the plants. How are the moonflowers looking? Good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the vine is getting all over the place. We're gonna have some more flowers pop out soon. I just watered everything, so it'll uh, start perking up a little bit. But anyway, it's a Saturday afternoon, probably around 5.20, 5.30-ish. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, 5, 5.20, I believe it is. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just uh, kicking it in the backyard. It's hot as balls, but uh, not as balls as usual here in Houston for this time of June. Flowers are blooming, plants are glowing. What, Keaton? What'd you say? I said I said balls. It's hot as balls. All right. So what's going on here in front of me on our pergola? You know, we bought this house and it had been vacant for at least three years or more, and pretty much uh, '80s style, maybe '90s energy drink style. <laughs> but in our backyard, in our pergola, there's a hole cut out in the middle of our pergola where they used to have a koi pond, right? So imagine the kind of backyard that'd have a koi pond. Probably a little bit of a swingers hangout, if I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. Can't say for sure. But I've seen swingers parties with koi ponds, and that's what this was. Anyway, we got all the koi pond is, uh, is pulled out. Uh, all the little rock border around it, flagstone has been pulled out. And uh, now it's a dirt hole. And I'm gonna get the, the whole pergola, the deck and everything fixed soon enough. Matter of fact, it's a project I wanna do myself. I want to, I always wanted to build the deck and do some of that stuff. So I'm thinking I might do that. Uh, especially since I have plenty of time available to do that. <laughs> anyway, and then kind of fix the hole, make the whole thing flat over. But, so that's been my plan for a while, but now uh, Keaton and BB both like, digging around in the dirt hole so much. I feel like I'd be a bad dad if I took away my kid's dirt hole. He loves to dig and makes weird little dirt piles and fill things up with dirt. It'd make his grandfather so happy. My dad's a gravel miner, strip miner from way back. That's so, where he get it. Yeah, that's where he gets it from. He's doing Grandpa Charlie work. <laughs> I'm doing what, hula hooping? How's that mom stuff? That doesn't make sense. Circus, Dad. You think your mother's from the circus? Okay. All right, then. You should probably not say that to her directly, okay? <laughs> so, hey, it was a great week for After Later, and I got a great one coming up uh, next week as well. Some really good interviews, plus some, uh, some new developments in the podcasting world for me that I'm looking forward to, to sharing with you. So tune in next week for more of that. I got a couple of live shows next week around the Houston area. Well, uh, Wednesday night, I'll be performing in Bryan College Station for Rogue Comedy. That's part of the Brazos Valley Comedy uh, promotion, I guess you would call it. I don't know what you... I don't think it's a scene so much as it is a production company. But anyway, I don't know exactly where that one's at, but I'll figure it out and let you know uh, during the episodes next week. If you know anyone in the Bryan College Station area that wants to have a safe, social distance uh, laugh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's going to be like that. I don't actually know for sure, which is troubling. Uh, and then Friday night, next Friday, I think that's the... 
I don't know days of the week. I don't know dates anymore. Anyway, Friday of next week, I'll be in Conroe at the Southern Star Brewery for a Friday night show. It's absolutely free. The showcase be me and Tommy and a bunch of other comics on it, kind of getting together, hanging out, you know. So anyway, live comedy is back in the world. That's cool. I spent some time today doing one of my favorite things. Me and my buddy Tommy Drake uh, have been working on a uh, scripted podcast project. And I don't want to talk too much about it. Yes, yeah, my kiddos love Uncle Tommy. Uh, I don't want to tell you too much about it, but let's just say that it has an outer space component to it. So as I've been writing and working on it back and forth with Tommy, who's doing most of the writing, I'm just sort of doing some sort of basic script producing and getting ready for the audio editing of it. But anyway, so I've been watching a lot of space stuff, right? And um, I've been indulging today in one of my favorite things uh, that I watch with daughter number two, Carla, and the 10-year-old. Uh, ancient aliens and ancient alien theorists. I love that idea. I love everything about it. It's just, I don't believe everything about it, uh, but I just enjoy the, the fantastic escape of watching crazy stuff about about aliens and past civilizations and weird cryptozoolic zoological things. I love it. It just it tickles me silly. I love the possibilities that it entails. I love giant what if questions. You know what I mean? What about you, BB? You're sitting here with me. What do you like? Real big what if world size questions? Okay, like, what's your biggest question you have? Like, whoa, blow your mind question. Get, get closer, speak louder. Um, what do you think? I haven't figured that out yet. You haven't figured it out yet? Okay, I think you probably have more. You're just being shy. Put her on the spot. She'll have one as soon as I stop, as soon as I press the button and stop recording. She'll have 80 of them. <laughs> Usually I have weird ones, like what if God was a duck or something like that. What's what if God was a duck? You ever thought about that, B? God being a duck? No, you haven't. You know why? Because you're seven. You gotta grow up, kid. You gotta think about what if God is a duck? Hmm? Hmm? He is not. Okay. He is a father, baby Jesus. That's the father of baby Jesus. Okay, close enough. Close enough. We don't do a lot of church in this family. I think it's pretty obvious. We're not Christian. Well, I mean, we're, we're not not Christians. You guys covered your bases. You guys are Catholic because your mom's Catholic. So all else fails, you're in. Or just in case you're in. Okay, don't shoot me with the, the water gun. Don't make me turn on the sprinkler. I'm trying to make a podcast. I don't know if this is interesting for people to listen to me. All right, I'm just going with a chill mode. I'm hanging out. Now the after later pergola in the backyard. My, my neighbor appears to be starting a fire. I hope that's an intentional fire. I'm gonna guess that it is. It probably is. It's in context, Saturday afternoon. I believe there's about to be some grilling going on in my neighbor's backyard. Bravo for him. That's what we ate, bro. No, yeah, our kid, our old uh, barbecue pit that is pretty much destroyed, my kids are now currently filling with topsoil. That is about as far away from cooking barbecue as you can get. We're gonna have bean soup tonight. That's how that's how that's how much we party here in the Westling House. What's for dinner? Bean soup with chicken. chicken. That's right. Chicken thighs. All cooked up in the instant pot. We're living that high life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm busy doing a podcast, BB. Is it something that you want me to you need to talk to me privately about? No. Is it something you wanted to say on the podcast? What? 
If it is, you have to come over here and actually say it out loud, honey. You're burning daylight, honey. All right, you know what? How about this, B? I'm gonna introduce my interview, all right? And then when we're done with that, I'll record again, and if you feel like sharing it with the listening audience, you can do that, okay? Yes? You're not the kid to talk about aliens with anyway. Carly's the alien talking kid. You're the one who actually is an alien. Do not mock my earth. Yeah, see, this, this daughter only increases my belief in alien uh, societies. I am an alien. Yeah, because when she was little, she always referred to other people as those humans. Like she calls other people humans. Like, who is that human? And it's very, very spooky. It's a little off-putting, I'm not going to lie. But that's who she is. She's a little star child. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Keaton, don't you have a fit, boy? Hey, you're not putting leaves in there. No. Look at you being all sneaky, just trying to go off and wreck stuff. Little fart baby. Fart baby from outer space. That's what you are. All right, let's get down to the interview. The interview uh, that I got here for the weekend edition is a good one, man. I like this guy a lot. Um, one of the comedy kings of the Rio Grande Valley. The man's a former Marine. Uh, if you knew him, that wouldn't be the first thing you'd use to describe him, but it is apt. He is a former Marine. This guy is uh, a party monster. He's an absolute machine. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mario Salazar. Kia ora, John! How are you? bro. Man, it's so good to talk to you, man. Uh, my, my buddy Mario Absolutely Salazar, good. very, very funny comic, uh, lives down in the Rio Grande Valley at the very, very southern tip of Texas. Man, how are how are things going with all this crazy coronavirus shit? And then you know, uh, 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 Brown Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah, um, it's well. The when the, I know you saw some some of the videos popped up uh, as soon as uh, I, I'm a homebody, so I haven't been going out. I, I'm one of those people that's taking extra precautions. And I, when I was in the Marine Corps, I got placed on barracks restriction a lot. Uh, so I'm used to kind of <laughs> staying inside, Man- <laughs> mandatory, mandatory lock, lock in. But uh, when the stores opened up, man, right off the bat, people were fighting at Ross, all that pent up aggression. They were just releasing, releasing it up, up on each other. And uh, that's why I love the Valley, bro. We, we go balls out on everything. <laughs> you you really do, man. That is a an area of the country that does not fucking hold back, man. And another thing I always thought was crazy, you know, because my, my mom and well, I got my mom lives down there, my brothers, I got cousins that live down in the valley. Primos. And I my, my, my primos, me uh, uh <laughs> mi madre. Um I got plenty of dead relatives still buried down there. That's nice. Uh, they have I, I don't know though, you know, honestly, they've probably uh, already dug up the cemetery and put a, a new town or subdivision there. Because everything's fucking spreading out and growing down there, but like it, it's always been hardcore. And I don't think like if the shit that happened in the Rio Grande Valley happened in any other city in America, <coughs> it it'd be like top of the news. It'd be like breaking CNN craziness. But they, they just don't cover it. Like like they're fucking roving 
gun battles and shit down the streets in McAllen. Uh, well, we just, did go national. Covered. Yeah, we did go national last week. Uh, they had some peaceful protesters in downtown, and then a, a racist uh, chainsaw wielding chainsaw dude just popped out of his truck. Uh, it wasn't even his business. He was supposed to be defending. He's just, I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, was, I did. Yeah, man, it's, that was awful, dude. He just, just came out of his truck, wielding a chainsaw, <laughs> yelling all sorts of racist stuff, man. It was, it was awful. Dude, uh, that was, was insane. And I was, and I, I remember watching it and like I saw the clip before I knew it was in McAllen, right? Yeah. And I sort of saw the street and I saw the, like the little bodega he was in front of. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> that looks kind of like downtown McAllen. And then sure enough, that's what it said. This was in McAllen, yeah. Texas. And then the worst yeah. part was, I'm like, first I'm like, oh great, my my uh, my hometown, the city of my birth, back in the news again. And then the person on CNN who was showing it said, uh, this is McAllen, Texas, which has been known recently in the past year or two as one of the flashpoints of the uh, ICE detention centers. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks for bringing that yeah. back up too, the fucking yeah. the Auschwitz of South America. <laughs> and uh, I love how in the recording, uh, the background of the stores are, are it just says like tortas, uh, cassette players. <laughs> I was like, oh man, dude. <laughs> and that's what everybody saw, dude. They're like, man, it's a bunch of backwards ass people selling cassettes down there. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, dude. I tell you, that's that's fucking that's so that's so the valley. I'm surprised that they didn't have like um, uh, like the the velvet paintings of the Aztec warrior for sale. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the mariachi painting. No, uh, dude, that's fucking nuts. Well, like, okay. Well, I, well, here's my here's my question. Like, when it came down to the coronavirus stuff, like when they first had the uh-huh. shutdown on that before before we dig into the civil unrest that came later, like. I was curious, man, because knowing how the people are in the valley, I mean, did people take it seriously? Did they believe it, or were they acting like it was just some bullshit? They, um, they didn't believe. Well, from from what I was seeing, uh, a lot of uh, my friends, social media, uh, a lot of them were like, "Nothing's gonna, no pasa nada. Nothing's gonna happen. Ah, it's just fucking put a bell." <laughs> but then there'll be this, those same people will be the same people that would be hoarding up all the toilet paper, you know, just getting overly prepared, uh, but at the same time saying like, nah, man, I'm still going to live my life and <laughs> get there. They're hoarding, hoarding up the toilet paper. Like, oh, dude. <laughs> it's such a, it, it's like a, it's like a Rick and Morty city. You know, it's just fucking batshit crazy. Its own little planet, man. That's nuts. Yeah, the last show I did was March fourteenth um, in Raymondville, Texas, which is a really, really like smaller. Shit. It's like McCallum, but at, like a smaller size. Even mm-hmm. so, um, it was this one. There was this one dude who, like, before the show, we were we were uh, getting mota baited. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes over. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" Apparently, he had been to uh, to some of our shows before, so he was saying, "You know, what's up?" And uh, and I guess because he thought we were we were like cool, he decided to fucking heckle throughout the show, and oh, uh, we were fucking killing them. 
I remember one time, like I told, because uh, he he was and he was right up front in the VIP table, so I kept you know messing with him about him being the annoying guy that's getting you in pitch in for the table, and he's making it horrible for the rest of everybody. And at one point, I told him, "Dude, there's a guy in China that ate a bat that is less hated than you are right now, <laughs> and you're just making this fucking show fucking go wrong." Um, so anyway, we did the show; it was, it was awesome. We were we were about to leave. Um, before this, before the show even happened, he he comes, he he came up to me to shake my hand, and I was already in that fucking uh, mode that I wasn't gonna shake hands. I didn't want to be a dick, so I gave him a little elbow bump, and he got kind of offended. I don't know if that's what caused him to drink a lot and started heckling, but then him and his wife, they're like, "Hey, number pinche coronavirus, nothing happened." And both of them proceeded to hug me and fucking start wanting to lick my face and licking my and touching my face. Man, I've never been so pissed at a show. I was like, damn, these fucking people, dude. That's fucking yeah. gross, man. Yeah, man, I was fucking mad, dude. And, and that's all the mentality a lot of people had. They're like, nah, man, put a pizza pedal. And that was my last show, dude. That was March 14th. That was the last time I, I stepped out of the stage. It was almost three months now. So then after that, you know, you spend the next two weeks just nervous as shit that every time you have a cough yeah. or something... Am I feeling yeah. a fever? Oh shit! What's that in my throat? You're fucking just pissed off about him. Yeah, and and, and I'm a uh, I'm a huge smoker, uh, cannabis. So <laughs> every time I would hit the blunt hard, I'll be like, "Oh, is that a regular cop or is that?" And you know what? And edibles for some reason, edibles kind of uh, psychologically <laughs> make my my throat scratch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would just be trippy, <laughs> but I would take a this ridiculous amount of edibles to try to forget about everything that's going on, and then like in the middle of of me being on this high, I'll be like, "Why is that scratchy feeling in my throat?" And, and then uh, edibles uh, raise your body temperature, so I'm mm-hmm. here. Oh man, I'm scared out of my mind. I'm like that dude that licked my face, dude. <laughs> oh. And he was that's... a truck driver too, man. He was a truck driver, so the other fear of him being in the country and hooking up with all these lot lizards and then coming to try to lick my face, man. It was a horrible two weeks. Dude. Oh, at this point, at this point, like the, the safest thing you could catch from that dude is the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, dude, yeah. you know, there was a, there was this one, um, you remember when it first started, they didn't really know what all the symptoms were exactly. You know, it's kind of, kind of vague and you're just getting nervous and paranoid about every little tiny thing. And there, and I was, you know, I, I keep, I keep my cool about me and I'm sort of, you know, kind of just, you know, easy going. Right. But then yeah. there was one that fucked me up when they, all of a sudden, did you hear about COVID toes? Oh, I, I heard something, yeah. something about it. So all of a sudden they said there's a new symptom that like, if you, it, it makes your toes get all red and like have sores and shit on them. Yeah. And. I don't, I don't have any of those red sore toes or none of that shit, but it just made me fucking trip out that I just kept checking my toes. Like I was just always looking at my toes, checking my kids' toes. I was just like, it fucking freaked me out. Like, and I kind of, I was mowing the yard uh, about a month ago and I kind of smacked my foot on a tree stump. Right. Mm. And you know, I didn't really think much of it. And I was just like, ow, that hurt. And then just sort of kept on going. And then later on that night, I, I you know took my socks and shoes off, and my fucking I had three toes that were all red, 
Yeah. And I kind of oh, forgot. For, I forgot for a second that I had stubbed my toe, and I saw it. I'm like, oh shit! It's the COVID toe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was like a zombie bite. Like maybe if I just cut my foot off right there, it'll stop the spread of the COVID from the toes. <laughs> that fucking stupid it's a, man. That sounds like a progressive indie rock band. COVID toes. Yeah, it does. It does oh. sound cool. Like, like Don't it's work. one of the. One of those bands that no one takes a shower and they just sort of say, hey, all at the same time. Yeah. The word, uh, because every every day there was a new symptom coming out. And I remember the one when uh, that, you, you're, you're losing, that you'll lose your smell. Mm-hmm. So I would get so high and then I would just try to smell everything around my house. <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't fucking... And every time I would I would cook, I would be like making sure I, I can I smell it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm smelling this fucking chorizo con huevo. <laughs> I would do that too. Like I want to say, like the first couple of weeks, I made a lot of like stew and shit like that, so it made the house smell real good. So I'm like, uh huh. As long as you can smell that, we're good. Yeah. Eat lots of spicy food because you're supposed to lose your sense of taste. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, then the diarrhea symptom came out too, and then the, the loss of taste, and uh, it's just every day there was something new, dude. Like, oh man, I mean, oh. that's just you know, it's crazy when when almost every disease or virus or bacteria, anything, one mm-hmm. of the symptoms is always diarrhea. Yeah. Like if if one person had diarrhea and 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 the flu at the same time, now all of a sudden that becomes a symptom for so it's like. You don't want to. You don't want to go backwards. You don't want to like have a symptom and then check WebMD and have it tell you what you might have, because you could just have the runny shits from a bad taco you ate at yeah. a Stripes, and then next thing you know, you're like, "Well, let me look up what that is." Holy shit! It's cancer right. of everything. Oh my <laughs> god! I've got fucking. I've got Ebola. Ah. Uh, did Did you have um? Did Did a lot of your uh, friends? I had a lot of buddies of mine, and I see it on on social media quite a bit. They're They're always post. Uh, Oh, I was super sick around October, November, and they didn't know what it was. And now I'm pretty sure that I, it was COVID nineteen. I've seen so many, so many people posting that, dude. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty fucking positive I had it back in December. <laughs> and I, I was like, Nah, dude. No, you had a cold. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh dude, it was something I've cocaine. never had before. Yeah, exactly. It was bad, <laughs> bad passe. <laughs> yeah. Bad passe. <laughs> you know that word, dude. That's cool. Oh, well, hell yeah. I know enough. I, I know, you yeah. know, I know the kind of broken Spanish where I know the bad words. I know the drug words. I know how to uh, uh, sweet talk a cop in Matamoros to get out of jail. hey that's another thing too man you know when i grew up as a kid down in the valley um it was all one big city and people just went across the border all the time it was like it was no big deal but it's not like that anymore is it nah man um that's the thing i i miss uh mexico i remember uh as a kid i I would uh would go to mexico every every week practically to go visit my grandma um i remember one time we got pulled over by a federale and uh, I was about eight, seven, eight years old. And uh, my mom was all gangster. She's like, ah. She just grabbed like like maybe 10 bucks in like ones uh, and fives and ones. And she's like, I just, in Spanish, she said, I just know what you motherfuckers want. And just threw them some fucking ca- the, the oh. 10 bucks and just fucking left. And they didn't follow her. They just picked up the cash. And uh, I've been, I've been a, 
detained uh, and by federalities a lot. And it's, it's, it's always, you just pay them off. And, uh, but imagine if my mom would have done that in the United States, dude. Like, oh, fuck, dude. shit, no. <laughs> no, no, man. They're like, no, ma'am, I appreciate the effort, but it's way more expensive than that. We're going to go ahead and need uh, to, to seize your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I remember they taught us when I was a kid, and my, and my brothers had to do this more because I got my older brothers, they were like, uh, yeah, they're like six, seven years older than me. So they were like teenagers going across, right? And this would have been like uh, late 80s, early 90s. And they were kind of taught the phrase, um, like if you're getting hassled by the cops over in Mexico, you don't want to, if you flat out just say, okay, well, how much do I have to pay you off to get out of this? You don't want to show mm-hmm. them up. You say something like that. You know, you have to kind of play the game. So yeah. the, ga- the game was more like, sir, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that I violated local laws. Uh, if I could go ahead and pay the fine now as opposed to going to court, I'd like to do that. So it's like it's like you don't say it like, here's a bribe to get out of trouble. You're like, well, can I just go ahead and pay you for the ticket now? You know, yeah. like that was enough of a little bullshit cover that they would sort of play the game with you. And you'd sort of. You know, it costs you whatever you had on you, and then you just walk right yeah. to the bridge and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. The good old times, yeah. The good old <laughs> days, dude. The good old days. I used to remember, too, the um, mm. when you have the, the the rich nationals come across to go shop at the mall. Mm. See, And they, I swear to God, they, they all acted like they were fucking Pablo Escobar's yeah, girlfriend. Like, they were just the most fucking fuck you rude motherfuckers you'd ever yeah, meet in your life super rude man the mexican nationals they're not not all of them but uh, a lot of them are, are super rude man they're just no consideration they're just and the way they drive too just horrible drivers man <laughs> <laughs> just fucking they're just assholes is really what it is yeah because, man because people don't understand valley. yeah okay, go ahead go for it no i was just gonna I'll say, say people... ah we're doing it again i do that all the time i'm sorry you you talk and then i'll talk yeah, uh, no, I said everyone races moment when they've been set off by somebody in, uh, in Tamaulipas plates and they go, ah, pinche Mexican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking Mexican themselves. They have their abuelita with them and stuff. Like, yeah, it's your people, bro. It's our people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, it's hard to explain. Like, I, I've had people ask me about, you know, South Texas culture and they're like, how come, uh, you know, the, the, the Mexican-Americans who are over here now, they're like, how come uh, they're so Republican? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, it's hard to explain that once they get over here on this side of the border, all of a sudden they're like, well, fuck those other ones. I don't want them coming over here anymore. You know, so it's like they almost turn into they almost turn into white rednecks in a way. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ever see that? Yeah. Well, that the chainsaw guy is like a, a prime example of that. Just uh, very, like... Uh, uh, so so uh, yeah, the, the valley. There's a lot of conservatives, um, and, mm-hmm. and old old school Mexicans have a lot of uh, conservative values, and uh, like you know, and then then they they hate Trump, but they have a lot of these conservative values. It's it's, it's weird. And, it is an odd. It's an odd mix. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird kind of. But culture. there is a lot of Republicans though down here too. Uh, a lot of young Republicans too that are are are, are popping up and. Uh, Oh uh, man, and they're they're walking a fine line right now, man. Uh, there's a lot of dudes getting in trouble. The park, the city commissioner got in trouble. Um, the the Donna, I just saw it on the news. I, I watched the news from last night this morning. Um, 
and when I say this morning, I'm talking about 11 in the morning. <laughs> I wake up. Uh, right. <laughs> comedian schedule. Um, he, he, so the Donna chief of police um, made a comment on LinkedIn that said uh, they should start shooting all looters, all, all protesters. And mm-hmm. News called, called them, and he's like, oh, what? I don't even know what LinkedIn is. I don't know. It's not me. And, you know, the news investigated. They're like, well, it's linked to your account. It's linked to the city's email, and the IPS shows that it's the city. And then uh, he's saying that it was his 21-year-old son that he, uh, he, uses, he uses that account to try to get a job. Or, uh, some, some vague-ass uh, explanation. Some, some bullshit. Yeah, so he, he's in hot water. <clears throat> there's, a lot of, uh, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people getting in trouble. They're just being, uh, I mean, I guess they're showing their true colors, but it's just some, some vile, stupid shit, man. Uh, a teacher in Mission uh, just got uh, uh, fired for some comments he made about the protesters. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I always thought that the Valley, it definitely has a very loud, mm-hmm. expressive, extreme kind of culture to it. I'm not yeah. saying in a bad way, it's just kind of what it always has been. So, I always, I kind of thought like whenever the sort of the, the, the cancel culture sort of started, mm. I was like, I ain't, that shit ain't going to take down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, cause everyone just sort of spouts off crazy shit all the time. And I don't see, I don't see it sticking, but yeah. I guess you're right. I guess it's starting to now where they're like, okay, hold on. Yeah. You can't say crazy racist fucked up shit like that anymore. Cause it just doesn't feel like people in the Valley were going to hold anyone accountable for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true, man. Uh, it's always been uh, the compadre system. Um, and it's always pretty much have, you know, turned an eye to a lot of, uh, to a lot of, you know, stuff. But but now yeah now it's 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 coming down and yeah it's it's getting crazy man. The winds of change are hitting the Rio Grande Valley, <laughs> isn't that nuts? Fuck okay, you, <laughs> the Scorpio is the Tira del Rey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpions, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Coming to the stage, the Scorpions win. I'll bring them up. Don't want to bring them up. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Oh shit! All right. Well, hey, you know what? Let's take a little break. Sure. Right? When we come back, I want to talk. I want to talk to you about your your the the, the fight videos, yeah, man. Absolutely, the fight videos. They're fucking hilarious, yeah, and bro. I want to find out how you became such a big San Diego Charger. Sure, okay? absolutely, that is, bro. That's such a strange thing. <laughs> so we'll be right back with more Mario Salazar yeah, right yeah, after yeah. this. Welcome back to the After Later Podcast. I am your host, John Wessling. My guest today, coming from the Rio Grande Valley of South Texas, a very, very funny guy, Mario Superstar Salazar. What's up? I always feel like I can't just introduce you in a, in a plain way. I couldn't be like, uh-huh. and now uh, Mario Salazar. Hello, sir. Get my Get on the way! Like the one! One! <laughs> <laughs> like even if you were like a super serious lawyer and you were guesting on like a CNN show to talk about some horrible stuff, 
and be like, and now we go to our guest, Mario Salazar. ¿Qué pasó? Muchas gritas para mi Dude, I tell you, uh, I've loved it. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but you've been doing play-by-play over like uh, uh, viral video fights and shit. Yeah. And it is some of the funniest fucking things I've seen in a long time, bro. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of people tell me they enjoy it, man. I'm just really like, fuck yeah, dude. They're so they're so fun to make, and they're so like I, I usually do like one or two takes on them, and and, and the comedy is is pretty much uh, provided by the the people fighting. I I just you know I'm just saying what everybody's kind of thinking when they're watching these videos. And uh, dude, you're killing me. What was the last one? It was the uh, the come and take it, bro. Yeah, the come and take the oil field workers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number seventy seven. He's back in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> he commented, man. He's like. This is a funny video, but I don't think I lost the fight. I was like, I think he did, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I lost the fight. Oh, that one guy. How many? I'm always amazed, and we talk about those kind of fights and shit all the time on this show because uh, you see people that just are not prepared to fight, like with the like the guy with the fucking basketball shorts, and he's just. He winds up getting pants and he's just butt ass naked <laughs> with his asshole. Out. At that point, like the fight is over. Once your asshole yeah. and your shriveled dick and balls are out, you can't. You're no longer. Even if you get the most shots in, you have lost the fight. Yeah, dude, I, I said that. There's like the the worst thing. Like, what's worse than losing a fight is fucking being a fat guy and having your butt crack exposed dude that is the worst fucking thing for a fat dude oh. that is worse than losing the fight i would fucking it is <laughs> dude there was that one you had that was the, the the dudes fighting in the convenience store and it was that one really fat yeah dude. and like as soon as he went down and he couldn't get back up and he was it was just embarrassing as shit like i would just i could i could, almost couldn't watch the rest of the of the clip because it was like two minutes of his just him just being fat like a turtle <laughs> yeah. on the ground. And I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, oh. Yeah, dude, uh, I think in the original video, and uh, he said that, uh, give me a second, fam. I'm trying to get up. <laughs> <laughs> you stay there. I'm going to try to get up, and then I'm going to fucking take some fat swings at you again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, another thing I, I've noticed in these in these fight videos, and we've talked about it before, is People do not wear the proper footwear for possible being in a fight. Mm. And you see people with the fucking, like, the Nike slippers, mm. like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the shower the shower sandals, <laughs> not made for fighting. The methadone sandals. They come off immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, like, okay, like, the one with the, 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 the last one, the, the, the come and take it yeah. dudes. And that guy, like his his basketball shot, I didn't see if if you saw someone yank him down, or if they just all of a sudden fell down and, and he fell over and it was just his asshole up in the air. Well, yeah, just but, any like any little movement when when your when your shorts are that sagging and you're that big, any little any little push is gonna knock you down because of you know the your <laughs> the way your the shorts are in your body, dude. I know this as a fat guy, so uh, yeah. So it's like you got to prepare, like, especially if you're the kind of guy who's out with your bros and wants to get into a yeah. fight at like a convenience store or the gas pumps or at a fucking beer house. You got to tighten your shit up, man. Like, especially if, 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 if shit talking is already happening, maybe tie the drawstring on your basketball <laughs> shorts. And because, you know, everybody nowadays has a camera. So, you know, you're going to get into a fight. There's going to be a possibility your fucking culo is going to be showing. So 
Just be, be prepared. If you know you're that rowdy, man. Dude, oh, oh, and I'm sorry. And I'll, I'll put a link to the, the clip up on the, um, the After Later Facebook page. But the waitress who kept working. Yes, dude. What a, what a She gangster, was the dude. MVP. Yeah, dude. What a gangster, Oh, my man. God. And she was mad, too. Like, man, you got to fucking take it outside. I got to clean this shit. I got my kids waiting in the car. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it was like a full five-on-five five brawl. Yeah. And she kept going over and getting the bottles out of the and way. Because she's like, ah, if, those, <laughs> if those break, that's a bitch. Yeah. And then there were some dudes trying to tell her, like, hey, dude, get out of the way because they're fighting. And she's like, I'm going to pick this shit up. Are you going to pick this shit up? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. And, like, obviously she was right there in the middle of it. But it's almost like a UFC fight where no one ever hits the referee. Yeah. Right. So you got two dudes fighting and then a guy who's just sort of there with gloves on doing other shit. It was like that. It's like, she could just sort of move peacefully in throughout the fight, busting tables while they're busting ass. (laughs) It was great. It's fucking great, man. (laughs) So like, uh, are you getting any traction off of those? Are people sending you clips if they have a good fight video? Yeah. I've been, I've been getting a, a bunch of I get tagged in a lot of stuff and I get and then now people are, are kind of are kind of rude about it, man. <laughs> They're just like, hey, do your do your shit. And they just fucking send you a video. Not even like, hey, how you been, Mario? Or like a please. And they're just like, hey, do your shit. And they just send me a clip. Like, well, <laughs> well thanks. And uh, the reason why I started doing it, uh the first one I uh I had just watched an ESPN segment when uh and the one of the one of the, uh, one of the reporters was like, "Man, we're, we're so starved for for any uh, human interaction that we can watch." So that gave me an idea. I was like, "Well, maybe people would like those since there's no sports. Let me do some uh, some fight videos." And then, uh, and sure enough, I my buddy posts. Uh, he shares this the 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 first one that went viral, the the one at strike where the dude has a has a gun. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was the first one. And it, it was like a sign because I was already thinking that in the back of my head. And then I see this video, which is fucking perfect because that, that video had just so much comedy, like, without my commentary. There's just so many moving parts, so many people doing different funny things. Like, the fat dude that was trying to hide behind that one kid and then he gets into the fight, like, just <laughs> laid on top of him, like, planet Earth. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you break them down like game film and it's fucking hilarious man it is great and, and it just shows that that's what most real fights are like mm-hmm. you know i i crack up whenever i watch like a movie and there's a fight yeah and it's like so two dudes squaring off and it's choreographed and they're connecting shots back and forth you know and then they get thrown over a table and they break a window and it's just like if you saw that fight happen in real life, that would be the greatest street fight yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. But most street fights are drunk as fuck, <laughs> fat dudes, yeah. with their with their girls yelling and screaming. Yeah, babe. Yeah, you babe. Know what I mean? Stop! You got warrants. <laughs> Don't do this. You know, and they they, they hardly ever connect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when they do, sometimes it's by fucking accident. It's because the other guy's drunk and went into it. Yeah, right. Ducked the wrong way. <laughs> ducked into the punch. But oh my god! I've realized this though, bro. I, uh, I'm, I, I mean, I, I already have like four years sober, uh, but I'm still even. I'm even gonna be even more low key, even more peaceful, even more like patient, and and because I can never get into a fight again, because 
because you know somebody's gonna record me like getting into a fight and like the whole world's gonna fucking like oh that's the motherfucker that was commentating fight okay let's commentate on his fucking fight you know everybody's gonna come out and try to fucking fuck me up so I'm trying to be as zen as I can and just be as peaceful and, and loving as I can because I never want to get into a fight ever in my life dude because <laughs> because <laughs> you've been the one who's been talking yeah. shit, right? you can't be that guy now i think it's funny too you, you said like uh the, the some of the guys in these fights have actually reached out to you yeah that's crazy yeah. where they're like hey, you're, you're like man you fought in public and it got filmed you don't get to determine the pr after that yeah yeah no, for the most part none of them have been you know uh the like mad at me or or you know pretty defensive luckily uh, and I do apologize if anybody's gotten hurt by these, by these videos. <laughs> but, but you shouldn't have been fighting in public, man. Don't fight in. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And especially don't fight where you look all fat and stupid and fall down and can't fight and you're talking shit and then you're laid out and people got to help you up. I love the way that, and I see this in fights all the time, where so much of the first part of the fight is the tough guy posturing and the talking, yeah. right? Where they're just basically just acting like Vin Diesel on meth. Just, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up, bro, bro. And then it gets down to chingasos, right? Like the, the first the first time someone actually throws something. And then there's like a, oh, 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 it's happening. And then it almost kind of gets quiet for a second. And you can kind of hear the fat guy <laughs> and the kind of, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the struggle. And then there's, there's someone who's, there's always a hype guy live. Who, like sometimes it's the person filming who's like, ha, yeah, get it, like, get that shit. All right, you got it, man. Yeah. You know, and then and then you see them tucker out where they get tired, they get yeah, real they gassed, get gassed in a hurry. <laughs> and then and then someone gets like if someone who was usually the one who's talking the most shit is the one that is now looks like a fool. Yeah. Right. And they've been popped in the mouth and they're bleeding from the nose, and people are starting to laugh at them. And you see that just that change in personality where they look like a, they look like a little kid who's about to cry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then they know they then they, it starts coming to them that like, man, I, I bet you somebody filmed this. <laughs> or, or you get the they look and they see the person filming it and you see that sad eye contact of, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm a world star. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the videos, man, it got it got deleted on Facebook when it was already almost at a million views. Um, oh, yeah, no. the bloated bacon one. I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> I don't remember bloated. Bacon. Yeah, it, uh, I posted it up on my YouTube and uh, shared it on my fan page through YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that one was uh, uh, going. And then it was uh, somebody sent it to me, so it had it hadn't been out. So that's why I think it, it was going viral because this is the first time people actually seeing the fight. But it was some, some dude uh, that beat up these two uh, these two dudes, and the guy that beat up the two dudes, uh, he 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 messaged me, and uh, you know we were talking about like oh it was it was a family thing with my brother in law he was he was being mouthy and I was telling him to chill out so you know yeah it's so funny dude that uh, the guy was real like fucking like man you should send it to World Star like he was real proud of himself because you know of course because he <laughs> he fucking kicked it ass in the video dude yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he thinks he's fucking Kimbo Slice of his family, yeah, yeah. just whooping everybody's. <laughs> and it's and it's a funny video, dude. That guy, he goes fucking, he goes balls on those dudes, man. It's it's funny, man. And there's some guy tries to like fight, but he he's holding a beer the whole time, and he gets knocked out, but he still has a beer in his hand. It's it's, it's funny, man. I probably I'll be sharing it through YouTube on my on my personal page. That's smart. That's a smart move. 
So my guest today is uh, Mario Salazar, a.k.a. Superstar Salazar. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all of that at Superstar Comedy. Uh, you, you got to. And if you, if you ever get south of Corpus, uh, there's no bigger name in comedy than Mario Salazar and your brother in crime, Raymond Orta. Raymond. You guys are, are you guys been killing it down there for such a long time. And I always said, you guys got to get out of the valley. But mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know why you would. Y'all are, y'all are the kings of comedy yeah. of, uh, of South Texas. Yeah, now, I mean, uh, we've been getting out more as in us performing and we get asked, uh, uh, I get asked a lot, like, are you ever going to move? And I mean, I kind of want to, but I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I'm stagnant, but at the same time, because, but I mean, I have it so good, man. I, 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 you know, I have it so good. Now the gigs are coming from out of town and, you know, once this whole, uh, once the world heals itself, you know, get out there more and perform, you know, in, in markets I haven't been to. But right now, I mean, comedy right now with, with social media, you can make it yourself from, from pretty much anywhere. And, you know, that's true. Like and, and LA is only like, you know, 150 bucks through one of those uh, soul plane uh, airlines. <laughs> so, <laughs> soul plane airlines. so I'm good, man. Uh, the Espiritu Airlines? Yeah, Espiritu. Espiritu Santo Airlines. <laughs> Dude. Now, I got to say, you have one of my favorite appearances ever on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you announced one of the the, the picks at the draft what, three or four years ago yeah. uh, from the San Diego Chargers, or the, it, was it? Were, were they just switched to the yeah, LA they Chargers? Just switched right? to LA, so they wanted to remove everything San Diego from. They wanted to disassociate, which I thought it was a bad move. They should just. I mean, they should have just called them mm-hmm. the, the Southern California Chargers. You know, they probably right. solve your problem right there. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so it it went viral. Because, you know, I said, uh, always in my heart, San Diego Chargers. And then since we were in, in Dallas, I was like, we'll see you guys in the Super Bowl. And then I was like, pero puro Chargers. Then I started doing the whole five number one thing from the Valley. A little shout out to the Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was great. It was great. And just the look on, like, the, the, the analyst face when they went back, like, okay, mm, all right. Know. Well, there was, that was interesting. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> Dude, that was that was cool. Now, how did you wind up becoming such a big Chargers fan? Um, well, I remember when uh, when they went to the to the Super Bowl. I, I kind of, I mean, all my all my friends were Cowboy fans, and to this day, yeah, everyone in the Valley is a Cowboy. Yeah, fan. so I, but I kind of never really, I I I like the Cowboys, but I it was never like kind of like yeah, like you know it wasn't my team for a while. I was rooting for the Falcons just because I. I love Deion Sanders. Uh, I yeah. love the whole uh, hammer and Deion Sanders connection. It was so cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. Then for a while, uh, Junior Seau was balling out, and and uh, I'm a junior, so um, I kind of was liking him. And when they went to the Super Bowl against the 49ers, like every 49er fan uh, in my school, the few of them, they were the biggest assholes, dude. <laughs> so. I was cheering hard <laughs> for the Chargers, but of course they got blown out. And uh, I was kind of like without a team. Like I was watching the NFL, you know, just uh, like I was watching every team. I didn't really have a team. Um, and then when I got stationed in San Diego, you know, I, I was following the Chargers more. And, you know, I just fell in love with the city of San Diego. It's just, just a really beautiful, beautiful town. And it then, is. then uh, I just I became very invested in the team and, and yeah, so it, it, it stayed. 
Yeah, dude. I tell you, um, I I kind of got into the Chargers a little bit when we lived out in L.A. because, mm-hmm. like, like I grew up, you know, I, we grew up in the Valley, but I went to high school in Victoria, right? Because we moved up to Victoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing. Everyone around was a Cowboys fan. Everyone in my family, on my mom's side of the family, was a Cowboys fan. And I just couldn't stand the Cowboys. <laughs> I liked the Oilers. I yep. was an Oilers fan. Plus, you know, they'd always play at the same time on Sunday. So everyone would be in the living room watching the big TV and the Cowboys game. And I would get the other TV by myself in the kitchen to watch the Oilers game. So I would just sort of splinter off and watch the Oilers while they're all watching the Cowboys. And and then, you know, the Oilers left Houston, broke my heart, went to Tennessee. Right. And then I moved to California. And this is before the Texans were even existed. And uh at this time, the, the 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 Rams and the Raiders were already gone, so L.A. had no team. So they were showing uh, Chargers games on the local. So if you want to on a Sunday, if you want to watch any game, it's going to be the Chargers in L.A. And um, I liked I got into the Chargers, and this is right at the end of the Drew Brees into the Philip okay, Rivers yeah. era, right? And they had Ladanian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. And, and, you know, I think there's still a little bit of Junior say, yeah, this is like at the end of his mm-hmm. run. And I liked them because they had the same blue that the Oilers did. They had that powder oh, blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Best uniform. So, to me, it, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like the, it was like methadone. I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, this is, this is just kind of good enough. This is something I can hang on to, right? So, I, I kind of dug them. So, I always thought that was a – because they were a team that was hard to hate, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't have any natural rivals. Like, no one hates the Chargers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, who – who who are the Chargers rivals if you had to pick uh, one? probably the Raiders. Yeah. And everybody and hates yeah. the Raiders because they're they're fucking yeah. assholes. Yeah, I, I would uh I, I wouldn't go I'm so much of a of a fan, bro. I I wouldn't go to a Chargers Raider game, dude. It's just fucking mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know shit. Yeah, I don't exactly like you know, I'm a baseball fan, but I don't want to go to a Yankees game wearing a other team's jersey just because they'd be so shitty that it would ruin the whole thing. Like, I want to watch the game, man. Yeah, or I don't need you throwing shit at me and peeing on. Yeah, me. dude. Or, or man, anybody who's a Cowboy fan and goes to a to Philadelphia to a Philly game in a Cowboy jersey, you got some fucking balls, dude. <laughs> just fuck. It's not even balls. It's like a lack of brain. You just have a death wish. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you had like a stage four cancer and you just wanted to get killed instead of commit suicide, just wear Cowboys gear and go to a Phillies yeah. game or go to a, an Eagles game in yeah. Philly. They beat up. They were they booed Santa Claus, so I'm pretty sure they would. <laughs> yeah, they threw batteries Bat- at yeah. him. They cut his eye. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that fucked up. <laughs> Nothing but coal for those motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, Mario. Well, hey, look, man. I really hope that you guys get open down there because I want to come back yeah, down to the valley so. and do your run, man. Do your gigs as soon as things get uh, open back up, and I want to see you getting some work and getting the hell out of the house. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I've booked my first show um, for Victoria, your hometown, or you, where you moved to, Stone Cold Steve. My high school yeah. town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Stone Cold Steve, Austin City. <laughs> and uh, that's coming up in the uh, mid July, so I'm slowly getting back back up there. Um, and uh, yeah, once once the world heals itself, and uh, uh, I think I think comedy is gonna make a a, a huge huge uh, resurgence. It's gonna be a huge uh, comeback, I, dude. I do too. I mean, because just the handful of little gigs that are sprouting up now, mm-hmm. the audiences that come out for yeah. them 
are hot. I mean, they, people are starving for that kind of entertainment. Yeah. And that's one of the few things that we can, that we can provide. So, yeah, I think if we're, if we're ready, if we keep our shit tight, when the doors open back up and it's safe to get back out, I think it's going to be a big, uh, a big uh, resurgence. Absolutely, bro. Well, let me ask you my final questions sure. like I like to do here on the After Later podcast. As you know, we were born from the plague. Mm-hmm. So I always like to – I stay optimistic, but I'm a comic, so I'm naturally pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Let's say things don't get better. Let's say things get way worse. Let's say society completely collapses and we find ourselves years from now in a full-blown Mad Max slash Walking Dead dystopian nightmare, mm-hmm. right? What – what skills do you have, Mario, former U.S. Marine, <laughs> that you could use to stay alive in a in a post-apocalyptic dystopian nightmare? I, um, well, I, I was supply in the Marine Corps, so I have <laughs> I was a an office <laughs> bitch, so I would be like, dude, I am gonna inventory the fuck out of your bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I will provide you laughter. And uh, you know, I, I'm gonna be uh, a court jester, and uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much because everybody people, yeah. pe- people have tried yeah. that. Oh, yeah, people have tried court jester. I don't think that's a full time job, yeah. Anymore. I'll be like Eugene from The Walking Dead, but not as smart. But instead of uh, the brains, I'll be more comedy, but surviving on my you know, just people kind of like feeling sorry for me <laughs> and fucking liking me, like, hey, come on. It's okay. We got you. We got That's you, a good yeah. idea. I know a lot of, uh, I, yeah, I, like I know a lot of uh, gun-toting fucking uh, good old boys uh, that are fucking huge buddies of mine. So hopefully they'll take care of me and I'll make them laugh. That's important. You find the right crew to get with and then you, they'll keep you alive. Plus then, like, you know, uh, one of the main forms of entertainment in that kind of world is going to be fights. Yeah, there you go. Right? They're just going to pit. They're going to pit people against each other. So then they'll just have you. You'll be like the the, the Joe Rogan UFC commentator of post apocalyptic yeah, fights, dude. Dream job right there. <laughs> dream job right there. My thanks again to my guest today, Mario Salazar. You can find him on many different forms of social media at Superstar Comedy. I'm actually surprised he was able to get that one. That seems like that's one of those big ones that someone would have got earlier, but I'm glad he does. Superstar Comedy, that's uh, Mario Salazar. I am still out here on the After Later Pergola in the backyard of the Westling Compound. My son playing with a funnel, scooping up dirt and rocks and throwing it in the air and making dust fly everywhere. Oh, trade school for that one. Uh, my daughter, Bibi is currently lobbying to get the training wheels taken off of her bike, right? So she's doing like a little audition. Hey, B, ride that bike around in circles again. Let me see you do the bike again. Okay, you're gonna put the chair over here? Okay, then let me see you ride around a little bit longer. Don't just go in one lap. So B, what's your argument? What do you think? What's your, what's your case to have your training wheels taken off? Oh yeah, you see that kid in the neighborhood, Clayton's got you shamed because he's good on his bike, and then you're not. Yeah. yeah. Plus, that's even taller than him. Say what? That's so. Plus, his bike is so much taller than him. I know. Yeah, some kids are just real good at riding bikes. I mean, you just never really been into it and never got it, never got good at it, 
So I'm sorry that you're seven and that you still had training wheels on your bike. So let me watch, let me see how you're doing and then I'll decide. Okay, is that cool with you? All right. I know, seven years old is really old to be riding a bike with training wheels, but trust me, we would have taken them off if she even looked like she knew half of what she was doing on her bike. I mean, her big sister, the 10 year old, just got hers off earlier this year. The same thing, they just, they never really bothered with their bikes, they always rode their scooters. So they were on their scooters more than anything, and their bikes, they would sort of tool around in a circle a little bit and then get bored with it. They sat in the garage for so long. You're doing good, B! Looks good, let me see, let me keep seeing it. Good balance, good size, you know what I mean? I don't know, I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it and then we'll see uh, how long it takes till she gets hurt. I'm thinking I'm gonna do it, B, but then you gotta start wearing your helmet more. You gotta be careful about getting hurt and falling off your bike. You sure you wanna do it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have knee, knee pads that fit me. You got knee pads? Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember from soccer? Oh, those are shin guards, honey. That's not really the same as a knee pad. But we'll, we'll figure it out. We got something, you know. Keaton, yeah, your, your shoes all full of dirt? Oh, you got yucky, dirty feet, yuck. Ugh, look at all that dirt. You gross. Hey, B, what are you doing? Good lord. You're trying to help by going over there and rubbing his feet? Yeah? Really? That's a good idea? Oh, now you're giving me the stink eye. Alright. <sighs> Live parenting here on the After Later podcast. So anyway, I just got uh, finished. I was telling the people, uh, my, my guest today was uh, Mario Salazar. He was very good. Yeah, Mario was a very funny guy. Very funny guy. I hope they get... Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to... I'm going to have some surprises. We're going to do more sprinkler and uh, other cool water stuff. Yeah, plus we have these umbrellas and we turn the sprinkler on. Yes, yes, yes. You walk under the sprinkler with the umbrella. It's groundbreaking. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and you still get wet. It's not like the umbrella's doing anything. You actually use the umbrella to divert water. Sorry. Shouldn't be talking about it. You know I'm recording, right? You knew that? Yeah. Did you know I was recording? Of course. Okay. Just want to make sure you knew that you were acting up for a listening audience of almost three dozen people all over the world. I have a, Right now, someone in Australia is listening to you complain. Isn't that amazing? That's the beauty of podcasts, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't even Stop care. Putting pressure on me. I know. Quit, quit being so good with pressure, Dad. I'm just trying to be me, Dad. Hey, I'm trying to express my feelings. I hear you. I hear you. Express them, bro. Let them feelings out. Yes. So anyway, let me do some stuff here. Uh, like I said, I got a great week coming up for you on the After Later podcast. I got great interviews, some great developments, uh, podcast business-wise. So I'm looking forward to sharing with you. Uh, but I'm always looking for more guests, looking for interesting, unique people, trying to be diverse and uh, as far as people's occupations, their lives, their experiences. If you think you fit the bill, hit me up on Twitter at John Wessling, J-O-H-N-W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G, or the show's Twitter. After later, A F T E R L number eight letter E R. Keaton, what are you doing? Do you need to go inside and go pee? Hey, what are you doing? He's sitting there all weird. 
the, hey, go use the urinal. Go pee like a big boy. Go help him, get him out. Now go pee like a big boy, come back outside. Oh, I'll tell you, that's one of the coolest things we did as parents. We have a little urinal, right? And it's attached by suction cups to the side of the, of, of the TV entertainment center in the living room. <laughs> I know, it's brilliant. And it, like, it comes out, he fills it with pee, you dump it out, you put it right back in the thing. It's impressive. Really is impressive. I wish I had it when I was a kid. I wish I had it in uh, my room. I wish I had my own man urinal to use. But the best part is, is he doesn't just, you know, like most people, the urinal just barely take it out. Nope, he drops trow all the way to his ankles and hikes his shirt up underneath his chin. So it's just full nudie torso wiener balls, man. Right there in our living room. His sisters are highly disgusted by it, but you know what? Uh, it's a good Nobody laugh. Nobody cares. It's he's a good laugh. He's expressing his manhood. He's expressing his manhood. Yeah, but he's not. We have to teach him not that he's not allowed to whip his dick out. That's not going to be a cool thing to do as an older yeah, young man. Yeah, got to teach him at school. Yes. Well, yeah, before he goes to school. Yeah, he's got another year before he has to worry about getting him ready for school. Hey, I want to thank Scott Henry and Tommy Drake, my first uh, sponsors on the uh, After Later podcast. If you'd like to sponsor the After Later podcast, every little dollar helps. Go to anchor.fm slash after later. There's a little support button right there on the front page. And uh, you can be on the team. Support me and I'll mention you just about every show. If you got a liner or a small business, something like that, you want to be promote, I'm happy to do so. Spread the love, right? We're in the time of the Rona. Everyone's got to scratch each other's back to get by. Uh, yeah, you do scratch my back. That feels good. That's the best part of having kids is back scratching. That's the only that's the only good part of having kids is getting a back scratch. What about the happy birth of them? Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, we're getting a little hot out here. Keaton's uh, peeing. I'm going to take the uh, training wheels off of her bike and then probably go to urgent care shortly after. That's what this one does. <laughs> So I hope you have a good weekend. I'll be back with more next week. Thank you very much for listening to After Later. I'm your host, John Wessling. Until next time, bye. bye. <laughs>